Nerds International proudly presents I hope you want to die from being so scared because you are listening to the right series ladies and gentlemen Yes, it is time for another installment of Ravenlord a DCC RPG actual play featuring Grimald, the butler, Daniel, and Gwydion as they travel through Ravenloft dealing with horrors unknown. Oh, strap in, boys and girls. So we're back in... So this... Well, hello. Yeah, you know. You like that? Yeah. How's it going? You're having some of that action? Because we're back. It is Ravenlord. Hello. Welcome, everyone. To Raven Lord, with the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my heart, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got two players here for you today. Let's do some character introductions. Nick, who are you playing? Hello, my name's Nick, and I'll be playing Grimald the Obbit. And my name's James, and I'll be playing the Butler. Now, before we begin today, I just want to say this is going to be the finale, or the finale, as some pretentious people have deemed to pronounce it. And um, as a result, you should probably listen to the other ones before you do this one. You might still get some enjoyment out of this, but you'll probably get more enjoyment if you if you listen to the other ones first. But with that, let's get on to the bloody show, shall we? Yes. Yes, please. Ravenloft. A land of nightmares, the domains of dread, the hellscape of horror, the territories of terror, and the place that for the last few months you, Grimaldon Butler, have called home. Many long, long days have been spent trekking across these lands in search of a way back to your own realm. Your first glimmer of hope came in the form of a book you found, whose pages are made of polished bronze, the Book of Plains. Whenever one reads it, one is transported to the passages within. The trouble is, you know not how to transcribe within or use it to get to your own home realm specifically. But your biggest lead on getting home is the knowledge that a man named Strad von Zarevich may be able to help you. You are told he holds the record for attempts at escaping the realm of Ravenloft, although you were also informed that he is a Dark Lord, a Domain Lord who is given wholly into evil and is extremely, unbelievably powerful. And you yourselves are beginning to know how that feels. Just recently, your path was blocked after falling through some mist. You became stuck in a canyon known as the Shadow Rift and killed its queen, simply to continue your quest and find the elusive Strad von Zarevich. This murder was not that simple though. This poor woman had a baby, Gwydion, a demon child, the result of an ungodly communion who you have now fostered after the queen's untimely death at your hands. Now, you fly atop a magic invisible disc of your creation, Grimald. It is the final stretch. You are 200 feet above a golden field as a cold night is rapidly coming in, and through the mists on a hill which rises up out of the field's end, you can see the silhouette of Castle Ravenloft, Strahd's place of residence. Um, sir? Yes? Um, I know you probably don't want to talk about it, mm-hmm. um, I'm concentrating quite hard here, Butler. What is it? Well, I can't help but feel corrupted. Why? The, the woman that that I murdered is was kind of kind of uh, haunting me. Look, look. I understand you're going for a hard time, but all you got to remember is 
at the end of the day, after all niceties, it's battle of the fittest and survival. We're trying to get out of here, and unfortunately, that poor soul was not going to let us get out of here. So, we had to do what we had to do to survive. You understand? I, I, I do see your point, sir. And it is wicked, and let's keep it down in front of Gideon. Gideon, stop flying too high, mate. Come here. You look up and see that the baby that you stole, Gwydion, the demon child, is flying and circling above the disc which flies forward. And it, he seems to be fairly happy just flying around in a circle. And then your other companion, Daniel, a talking skull on the end of a stick, starts to speak up. And he's like, you know what, uh, there's something I should have told you guys about. In uh, Ravenloft, there's a, there's a kind of a... A thing that happens. You, you notice how as we've been going through these lands there's been all sorts of monsters and, and ghouls and gremlins and grimbles and, and blorfins and, and then flabbins. Oh yes, how could we not miss it? Well those guys uh, you know, uh, well, okay let's put it this way right, when I first came to Ravenloft I was a pretty innocent guy. My town came here and uh, and uh, then then uh, then, then uh, there's, Ravenloft has a way of uh, making you do evil stuff, you know, it has a way of pushing you into, into, into evil acts, and I myself started simply by taking a, taking a biscuit from a boy. And then That's cut, pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad, right, but then cut to, to cut to 20 years later, and I was, uh, I, I was pushing an old woman off a cliff to get a whole barrel of biscuits, and, 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 and then something happened to me, man. My skin started to mutate. Bits of me started to fall off. What? And then after a while, I was nothing more than, than kind of a, a bunch of bones and tendons held together by nothing more than necromantic energy. Are, are you are you trying to hint that we're going to turn into something like you? Well, I'm, honestly, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. You see, in Ravenloft, this horrible realm, when you do something bad, like knowingly bad, if you commit knowingly evil acts... You tend to get corrupted. This place does shit to you. And I'm surprised, honestly, you ain't you you ain't a skeleton already. You see, a lot of people have a saying down here in Ravenloft. You either die a hero, or live long enough to see yourself become a skeleton. Where am I? Well, that's news to us. What I think Daniel's trying to say is it's not our fault what's happened. It was Ravenloft's fault. Yes. I... I wholeheartedly be responsible wholeheartedly agree. for our actions. Thank you for clearing that up with us, Daniel. You see, I remember I was making a lot of excuses at the time when I saw that old woman crash into the cliffs below, turning into a big pile of bones. I, I remember I, I said to myself, God, I, I hope I don't turn into a big pile of bones. But uh, it was Ravenloft that made me do it, and off I walked, biscuits in hand, smiling my ass off, and then my face fell off. Well, that's a shame. I hope it was after you had eaten your biscuits. Yes. Well, well, what, what biscuits were they, Buck? Hobnobs. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. So you gotta, you know, gotta weigh it up. It's understandable. Kind of, kind of worth it, you know? Oh, Chocolate hobnobs. Oh, and, uh, OT tastiness. Mm. Well, listen, look, you two. I'm hoping that we won't be in this shithole any longer than we need to be, any more longer than we need to be, and hence won't become bones. Well, sorry, Daniel, but you've already become bones. But, you know, uh, if I've got anything to do with it, I'm getting us out of here because that's not going to happen to us. Right, right you are, sir. Right, give me an intelligence roll to continue concentrating on flying your invisible magic disc. That's an 18. You fly forwards and you continue to concentrate on this big disc on which you all sit and you're flying straight without any faltering whatsoever and it's quite incredible but then the butler as you stand atop this flying magical plane something very strange starts to happen there is the feeling of being watched from all angles then 
a very intense pain in your head. It feels like a thousand flaming daggers right in the front of your brain. Bless you. What's the matter? What the hell is wrong with you, man? It was only hobnobs. I felt no. I felt ah, my head. I'll get you some hobnobs when we get out of here. Give me a will save. So nineteen. With a 19, you manage to sort of stem the pain for a second and, and push it down. Sir. Yeah. Sir, I feel like something's watching us, and I've just had the most heinous headache. Where from? Where's he looking Don't at call us? him an anus. Uh, yeah, don't call me an anus. What? What's the matter? What do you mean someone's looking at us? We're up in the sky. I, I just feel like there's eyes on me. Was it birds? It's the baby up there flying oh, around. Yes, yeah, it's just, it's just Gwydion. It's not Gwydion, it's not Gwydion. I don't know what it is, but... Uh, let me have a little look over this edge. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull over to the edge of the platform, see if I can uh, scan below, see if I notice anything untoward. You come to the edge of the platform, and looking through the mists and clouds below, you see a um, kind of village um, comprised of tents and caravans and things like this. But as for specific details, you manage to make out almost nothing. Well, I've seen a formation. Looks like we have got company, Butler. So well done, mate. Yeah. Could that be... Do you usually get headaches when a village is nearby? Maybe Never. you got some kind of superpower. No, no. I don't know what it was, but it was the most... Anus. So will you stop saying anus? We got a baby up there, man. Yeah, what's your language, you fucking asshole? It was... It was the most detestable thing, that pain and Then suffering. the pain intensifies. It feels as if there is a wagon smashing into your head. Then you crash to the floor of the flying platform, smashing your knees to the ground. Then, your arms fall off, and the sleeves of your butler outfit burst open as eight-foot slimy tentacles spout out, bursting painfully through your stumpy shoulders. You become aware that you can move them like your arms, which now sit next to you on the floor. You permanently lose two points of personality and intelligence. Sir... I don't... Oh, all right, keep your distance. I don't know. What the hell happened to what? you, man? What the... That's disgusting. Tentacle boy. Uh, What's going if on? If I could be sick, I'd be sick. Can you move both them tentacle arms independently? Uh, like your arms? I... I, I can. Was well, not too bad, then? But you could, you could you stop, though? Good. It's making me feel... It's making me feel sick, which isn't... Which is not even physically possible, I've, honestly. I've got an itch and I can't scratch... What colour even is that, Daniel? Actarine. Oh... Look, I'll scratch your nose for you, come here. <laughs> don't, don't touch him, you might get infected with something. Ah, he's alright. Thank you, oh, thank you, sir. Oh, God. Oh, bless you. No. Oh. Not on the, not on the, 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 the floating platform. Right, so me butler's got tentacle arms. How are you going to pour wine with them arms? Um, Badly, honestly. What are we going to do with them arms? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up my old arms and hug them um, like a teddy bear. That's it, hold on to them. Maybe we can get them, maybe we can fix them back on or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Look, we might have to come down, see if this little village can help us. Yeah. What do you reckon, Daniel? Do you reckon they can fix arms? Uh, A lot of arm fixers out here. <laughs> Never met one. Right, good start. Should we go down then and see? Or should we? I don't know, I just want to help you. Butler, you don't look too hot. Right, yeah, come on. <laughs> Come on, right. He's just crying. He's good for nothing. We're going to bring the platform down. Gwydion! Come down here, mate. We're coming down. Atta boy. Atta camel. Okay, come you, see, down you see the baby fly down and land on the platform. Here he is. Look what happened to Uncle Butler. Big silly. The baby starts laughing. It's, it's not 
funny. No, it's brilliant. So, no, brilliant. He so seems funny. to find it extremely hilarious as right. he's looking at your tentacle arms. He's <laughs> a little bit funny. Right. Now, Grimald, give me an intelligence roll to try and land the platform outside the village. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an eight. So you begin to plummet towards the ground. Being so wrapped up in the transforming butler, you've neglected to steer the platform well. You are falling towards the golden fields below and just next to this collection of caravans and tents. And you're falling extremely fast at a very, very dodgy angle. Oh shit, boys! Well, okay, do this again. Okay. Brace for impact! Oh no! Both of you give me a reflex save to see if you can avoid damage as you hit the ground. 22. And I got 20. You only take half damage as you smash into the ground. Both of you take six damage from your intensely high fall. Oh, my arms. No, don't lose them. The one's over there. The other one landed in that tree. So, uh, nice village, eh? I hope so. Let's hope I can fix arms. Um, maybe I should handle this. I'll tell you what, butler. Hold on to your old arms with your tentacle arms behind your back. Right, you are. All right. Let's you, not draw any attention to ourselves just yet. Let's kind of uh, speak to them first. You get up and dust yourselves off standing in this field, and you realise you are outside of what looks like a village of caravans and tents. This sits in a small portion of the field which is devoid of grass and is flanked by two dirt roads. The village is small, the caravans are ornate, and their fabric tops are finely patterned in purples and reds. They form a circle of sorts, presumably to have the centre be a meeting area. A fire burns in this centre. On a huge hill past this, perhaps a few miles away, Castle Ravenloft ever looms. And looking between the gaps in the wagons, you see a few horses tied to stumps, but more importantly, the fire in the central area where people sit on logs. They begin to stand up, take up swords and axes, and they speak in hushed tones, some of them moving towards your location. Hello! Greetings! Hello. Uh, Hello. We are but weary travellers. Oh, that line again. Look, shut You're going to say that every goddamn day. Probably. So try something different. Come on. All right, well, what am I going to say? We are but man with bloody tentacle arms. We are weary from our travels. We mean you no harm. It's basically the same thing. I oh, know. All right. E- ease, ease them arms. <laughs> no, I meant, I meant swords. Ease them swords. And you see a man step forward. He's quite thin, gaunt, tall, holds a sword in his hand, and his clothes are airy and brightly coloured. And he steps forward out of this crowd, baiting all the other people to stop, and he goes, What is your business here? Uh, well, we're, 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 we're on a quest, so we're passing through, but my um, mm. closest advisor and butler here has um, suffered an unfortunate accident. We was wondering if you might be able to help him. Maybe. What? What is the accident? He looks fine to me. Um, do you want to... Uh, you might as well just show him, Bella. Um, it's parts of him may have become unattached. Lift, su- just show him one. Surprise! The whole of this crowd of people, some 20 people, start to shout and rant and rave. Start waving their swords about madly. It's insane. And they're very, very annoyed. And he's like, huh? Wait, whoa, hello, no, okay, time to die. No, 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 please. Look, we're trying to get out of here. Roll initiative. Butler, you were up first. Um, uh, why, please don't attack us. Look, I'm armless. Excuse me. <laughs> Now's not the time for wisecracks. <laughs> Give a personality roll, please. Eight. 
they're having none of it. They, <laughs> they continue to chant angrily. Some of them are sheepish and scared of you, but four of them charge forward and, and start slashing at you. You deftly dodge back and avoid two of the swings from their swords, but two of them slash into you, one of them straight into your stomach and another straight into your shoulder as angry villagers are flailing at you like mad cunts. There's a misunderstanding. You take six damage. Oh, Jesus. Grimald, you're up next. Look, no one hurts my butler except for me. Understand? Now, is there any chance we can sort this out civilized-like? I am a nobleman, after all. You see one of them turn round, and he's currently slashing at your butler, and he looks at you and he goes, What? Sorry, I was... I was killing the... Look, any chance you'd stop in that? He's a monster. He's not a monster. I will kill. I kill. Okay, gonna have to intervene, I'm afraid, Sonny Jim, lad. Don't sit don't say I didn't warn you though, fellas. Alright? Mm, flaming hands! <laughs> Twelve. One damage with flaming hands. You, you get the spell off, but it's kind of pathetic as you blast that guy. It just sets his trousers mildly on fire, and he's like, oh, hey! Oh, that was a warning shot! Oh, no, please! Oh, whoa! Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna swing my arm around to the rest of the crowd. Like, Does anyone else want some? And you see them recoil back in fear. That's what I thought. Now, should we start this conversation again? Give me a personality roll. Eleven. You can see that they are actually kind of recoiling back at this point. And it seems that they have some sort of innate fear of magic. And, and, and they're all backing off. And then the crowd starts to part. And an old woman walks towards you. She's a hearty, leathery old woman, her dress much like that of the other people in the camp. It's light, airy and fancy. This crone, however, wears robes and supports her old bones on a tall, gnarled staff. All the villagers suddenly go quiet and stop screaming. And then she looks at you, Grimald, her eyelids thinning as she hobbles towards you. She takes a glance at the butler as well, not even scared of his tentacle arms. Once she stops, uncomfortably close, her head tilts to one side as she begins to speak. Mm, yes, the servitor, the talking dead, and the foreign beggar. I had heard you may be coming. And she waves her stick in the direction of the castle without turning around. Yes, he said you may be coming, and asked me to point you in the right direction. Oh, Strahd? Yes, the Dark Lord. Well, he knows we're on the way. Yes, he is aware that you are coming. Mm. Well, that's the element of surprise out the window, them fellas. Mm, yes. What do you mean to attack the Dark Lord? No, no, no. Merely talk to him. We want to converse with the old fella. And do you often surprise conversation people? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, we have, we have funny ways of doing things. Look, we're foreigners, like you said. Look, I know, no, I know not what the Dark Lord wants with you, but I am a seer, a teller of fortunes. I have in my caravan a tarot card deck. If you should wish, I could attempt to divine some answers as to what the Dark Lord has in store for you. Sounds pretty good. Got any food in there and all? I'll pay for it. I have some mung beans. Alright, leave it there then. Um, to the tarot reading. Um, Tar tarot card. Um, yeah, tarot card. Excuse me, sir. Oh. Sir, what? Could you remove this sword from my gut? Oh, of course I can. Yeah, brace yourself. There we go. Um, you're not getting this back. And I point at the bloke that stabs the butler. But, but it is mine. If he left it in my butler. 
Please. So now it's mine. Um, you hurt me quite dearly with that. We done to his we, beautiful belly. Clearly we said that we were not going to harm you and you harmed us. You sp- he spilled blood all over his nice white shirt. But we've astonished our currency as swords. But look, this doesn't that wash was, out. That sword, it was given to me for my 16th birthday. How old are you now? 16. <laughs> well, uh... Who am I to take a kid's birthday present away from him? But I tell you what, I'm going to hold on to it until we're done here. Because I don't trust that you might want to put it back in my butler again. And I can't be having that. Yes, well, that would be nice. Okay. Because if I, if I lose it, my my, my puppy here will be very annoyed. Look, Sport, we ain't going to take your sword, all right? What do you think we are, monsters? Don't answer that, you lot. So... Are you ready to come and have the tarot card reading, or are we going to talk about money all day? Yeah, I'm up for it, but look, I've got to warn you lot. There is going to be one more thing that's going to happen, and I don't want any of you lot to freak out, okay? As you wave your arms around, they're all sort of like recoiling back and (laughs) and taking steps backwards. Good, well done. Right. Gwydion, down here, mate. And you see Gwydion fly out of a tree and, and rest in your arms, and the whole crowd gasps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't laugh at me, boy. He's beautiful. I'll kiss him on the top of his head. All the while, the old crone just looks at you with sort of a knowing smile. And she's the only one that's not scared by any of this. She knows where it's at, didn't she? Come on, lead on. Lead on, old crone. Wait, wait, wait. Do what? Not, do not forget to bring my birthday present back. We won't forget. Look, Sonny, we won't forget. You guys follow her into a hut just off to the side of this small village. And entering the hut, you see that it is small and dusty, but decorated with all kinds of baubles, bones, throws, and carpets, most of which are brightly coloured, weaved, and flecked with gold. Excluding the bones, of course. Once entering, she rounds a table which divides the room and sits on a large collection of bright cushions. And she bades you to sit on the other side. Reminds me of my, uh, boudoir. Oh, I miss that place. Mm, Me too. Sit, please. Thank you. She says, and she motions with her old hand and motions to the floor opposite the table. Excuse me, is there any place I could put these? And I gesture with my other arms. She points to a bin. <sighs> yeah, they'll start to whiff a bit. Any chance these can go back on? Old wise one. Listen, I do divinations, you see, and things like this. I, I, I cannot, I'm not an arm reattacher, I'm not a surgeon. Okay. For that you would need to go into Barovia. This is a city. That Strad, he, he's, he's the, the lord of that city. Yeah, we've heard of it. You would need to, you need to travel further south in that direction. Well, we might be able to get his arms back on. That is quite possible. Okay. Okay, so just travel in that direction. Well done. All right, we'll keep on to the arms for now, but we might want to wrap them up because it's starting to whiff a bit. Yes, it smells like, it smells like boiled, um, what, what is that, uh, I forget, I, I don't know how to say it. Faces. Yes, uh, I, I'm sorry, I, 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 the common tongue is not my native speech. Yeah, no, we can tell. Sorry. It's not your fault. Yeah, it's sorry. not your fault either. No, it's no one's to blame here. I'm sorry. Okay. It's just a sick, sick situation. So, anyway. So the reading? Yes, the reading. Let's, 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 let's have a little reading. You see I produce a deck of black cards covered in brilliant white arcane symbols. She holds them out to you. Now, you must shuffle these. She smiles on one side of her mouth. Her eyes look between the both of you. Uh, yeah, give me it. I'm going to shuffle the deck. As you shuffle the deck, you put it back down on the table and she says, You must now draw three cards, one, one at a time, and from these, we will see your fate. All right, well, should we do one each, fellas? Yes. Okay, hold on. Right, let me fan them out. Dan, 
Close your mouth when you're ready and I'll move them across you and you let me, you pick one, yeah? You you start fanning the cards out and you wait for him to, to, to chomp down on one of them and he goes, Here we go. Good lads, good one. All right, let's put that down. Right, Butler, are you... Oh, you right. might have to point with, indicate with your nose. No, no, I can, I can pick one up, sir. I can pick one up. You reckon? I, I think... I don't know if she's going to be happy with that. Don't get that slime on it. Butler, give me an agility roll to see if you can uh, successfully pull a card with your new tentacle arms. 19. With a 19, you get the tentacle in just the right shape, arced over like a salt bay arm, and you manage to take the card out. Sorry for referencing a meme. And then you take the card out, keeping it face down, not revealing the face yet. Perfect, now my turn. Uh, right, okay, let me pick one. Eeny, meeny, miny. This one. I'm going to take the card out and then also place that face down next to the other two. Now, both of you give me a luck roll, please. 17. <laughs> Uh, crit failure. Grimald, you flip over the first card, and you can see that the first card is an image of an executioner tightly grasping a noose. The illustration on the piece of thick parchment is etched with thick black lines and is almost entirely obsidian, except for the two eyes of the hooded figure. They stare at you, wanting. His free hand points at you, inviting you to the execution dock. Below the illustration, you see that the card is named The Hangman. That good? Well... I look good. This card should not be feared. It does not always mean death, but it can mean the death of an old way of life and the birth of a new change, to put it another way. Like me getting out of this shit hole. I mean, the place. I mean, uh, my, excuse me. Probably my new arms or something. All that, yeah. Look, I think you should put the, the, the severed arms in the bin. <laughs> no, no, he's, 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 he's quite fond of them still. Hmm. Anyway, let us uh, continue with the with the drawing. All right, see if you can do better. Go on, Butler. I'll flip one over. You flip it over, and once again you see that the hangman has been drawn. The artwork is identical to the last. The old woman's eyes widen. She stares at the cards on the table as you lay it down. Mm. Unusual. Well, um, definitely a different way of life. I hope. Maybe one make one represents your arms, and one represents us. Leaving Ravenloft and returning back home. Or maybe it's Grimalton. One, one, one for each of the arms. All that, yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, maybe. All right, last one. Daniel, you ready? You gotta flip it. You flip it over, and you see that the third and final card is unsurprisingly the Hangman once again. We win. That's gotta be right good, innit? Um. Well, um. <laughs> what? This is extremely unusual. You see, there is supposed to. Mm, how do I put this? There is only supposed to be one of these in each deck. You what? Are you trying to have us on? But then how, it, how have we got free? Have we just rambled ya? Look, I am not trying to have you on. Have we exchanged any swords for this reading? No, true. Fair enough. Right, well, well, we exchanged the sword in my belly. Yeah, well, you can have this sword. Are you... devils? No. It depends who's asking. No, of course we're not. That'd be silly. Then how have you made this trick? Ah, it's your trick. It's a load of rubbish. You came here, Grimald, and you did magic on my men. Is this a magic? Yeah, yeah. Have you done one of your arcanes? No, don't be, don't be daft. Don't be daft. I, 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 my magic's mate, way more powerful than silly little cantrips like that. Look, give me one more card. She turns over the entire deck, and you can see that it's all hangmen. Oh shit! Why are you, why are you trying to trick us, old lady? The whole deck's full of them, you banana. When I bought the deck from Babix Magic and Trinkets in in Barovia, it 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 was not all hangmen. Why would I buy a rigged deck? Come on. Because you want to scare us. 
Why would I want to scare you? If I, I'm trying to, to do a reading no, and I was not. going to ask a small donation of swords. No, you're just trying to have us on. Or did Straw do it? <sighs> if he knows we're coming, could it be his work? It might be time for you to leave. What? Well, if Strahd's watchful eye is currently on my caravan, I would I would much prefer to um, be alive. Why are you so scared of him? Strahd is a bad man. If I we bad, bad men. Strahd is... Badder. Badder. Right. Some of the things he has done, he wants... <laughs> and you see her start to cry. Oh, what's the matter? He wants... He wants baked a cake for my birthday. Oh, that's nice. And when I ate it, it turns out he had made it with salt instead of sugar. <gasps> that is mistake. wicked. He's a mistake. Also that... poison. Uh-oh. That is wicked. Would it surprise you to know that I am only 16? What? I've heard a lot of this today. It would surprise me, yes, because you have... Um, no, no, no disrespect, but bloody hell, you look haggard. Is that Strahd's work? Strahd did this to me using the power of a birthday cake. And he did this for one reason and one reason only. What's that then? I told people to avoid him because he was nasty. Well... The man, he is an angry, angry fool. And he cares not for birthdays. No, 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 no. He obviously doesn't, no. Look, is there any way we can, um... Oh, there was also that time where he, um, he went into a barovery and killed a bunch of people because for... Well, never mind about that. Oh. But the genocide of Barovia was a bit worse than the birthday cake incident, but, uh... A bit worse. It was a little bit worse. There was a lot of bits. People bits. Oh. Wow. Clogging, clogging up doorways and... Oh, woof. Right. Okay. Woof. But I was not there. Is there anything... Is there any advice you could give us, considering we are on a quest to speak to Strahd? Uh, don't. Look, we have to. We have to get out of here. You see? My best advice to you, friend, is get comfortable here. We Vistani have not always lived here. We have not always traded in swords. But you have to get used to a new way of life when you come to Ravenloft. There is no escaping. But I didn't ask to come to Ravenloft. No, neither do we, friend. And yet many long years we have spent here. Look, it's not going to happen to me, okay? I need to get back to my volivants and my entertaining, and my butler needs to get back to his serving, and Daniel, my newest knight, needs to get back to be head of security. Exactly. How the fuck am I... W yeah, bitch. We got we the book. We got the book. We need to speak to Strahd. Yeah. And then Ali Oop, we're out of here. Yeah. You we, understand? We've bitch. Got, we've got a baby as well. We we've got, got that Yeah, he's coming, he's coming. Of course he is. Although we... Yeah. So... Don't you don't tell us what to do. Yes, you understand I, me? And I'm the only advisor here. Yeah, old crone. How dare you give us advice? How dare you advise anybody? I'm, I'm friendly so advice. Yeah, <laughs> look, I'm sorry about your birthday cake. That sounds tragic. But apart from that, you've been a bit nasty. I had, I've had worse birthdays. One time. Well, uh, never mind. That's a story for another time. You don't tell us what to do. Goddamn hoe. Oh, all right, Daniel. But anyway, back. thanks for the reading. We bid you adieu. Grimmeld. Turn around and walk out. Otherwise, yeah. it makes me look lame. Oh, got it, got it. Turn around and walk out. Ta-da! Goodbye. As you walk out of caravan, she just shakes her head in sort of glum disapproval. And you now stand outside, and suddenly, a voice from your right startles you with his birthday present. Oh! I'm you! He is me again. You're very I, sneaky, ain't ya? I know, but I, I was waiting here the whole time. Why you shouted, Madame Eva? Because she, she was, she said we can't talk to Strahd. Yes, but you can do what you want. She, and she, she said we can't leave here. 
No, nobody, nobody live here. I, ha! Well, I, I try once. I what try, happened? Well, I try run really fast, really fast. Try go speed of light. Travel back in time. <laughs> what happened? Legs too short. Cannot run speed of light. Too short. Right. Bad legs. Okay. I, I pray to um pray to gods. Need new legs. Big legs. Long legs. Run fast. Yep. Legs too short. No gods. Gods do not answer prayers here in Ravenloft. Perhaps back at home, back at the Vistani area. Where's that? Then? Shut up. <coughs> Maybe then legs. Maybe I get new new legs. But no, same legs. No, that enough of this. Here's your sword. <laughs> you hand the sword back, and he's like, "Thank you. I must admit, I did lie to you." What? You're not sixteen? No. How old are you then? Twenty-one. Shut up. <laughs> okay, I'm. I am. I'm two hundred. No, I joke. It's funny. Haha. <laughs> Look, get them little legs out of here. Look, can you do me a favour, old young man? Yes. Please promise you'll rethink attacking people. You seriously wounded me, and as you you can clearly see, we, we never had bad intentions in the first place. I know, it's, it's only a joke. It's funny, we're friends now. It's not funny and we're not friends, I hate you. Look, they slap you with that tentacle, you carry on. No, but we talk for a long time, it means friends now. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Look, you like, got any food? What do you mean? You go around asking who you have food. You go away, you shut up. Ugh. It's not your birthday. Maybe on birthday, Strad bake your cake. It is my birthday. No, I've heard about these cakes. Alright, bye. Yeah, go Gavin. You just see him walk off. <laughs> <laughs> As he walks off, you can see now that the rest of the village are sitting around the fire and they're sort of pretending not to look at you. You know that way when you're walking past a wagon accident and you're trying not to uh, not to look at it, but yeah. you do want to have a look? Yeah. That's what's happening with the rest of the village. They're <laughs> okay. looking at you, um, and and they're they're trying not to regard you. You see that um, short old young man walk off with his sword in hand, still with the butler's dried blood on it, and he's, he he goes and joins them and joins in the conversation by the fire. I'm gonna wave bye to everyone, waving one of my arms. <laughs> There's another exasperated gasp from the audience. Bye, <laughs> Turtle Pip. It was not a pleasure to meet you. Them caravans look right tonight. Shame we couldn't settle up for the night, but they clearly want to Well, you say same we couldn't steal one. Sir, I think we've done many not bad things for now. We don't need to stab up. I don't know if if it's good thinking or whether I've just been in here too long. I think my my little uh, stealing finger is itching. My fingers don't itch anymore. Oh, (laughs) good. See, you get used to it. See, you get, yeah, yeah, you know. That wasn't a joke. Oh, oh. I'm deeply, deeply mortified by what's happened. Hey, you gotta look at the bright side. Me too. We gotta look at you, man. What yeah. bright side? Well, just think. Now, just before you say what you're gonna say, Grimmel, yeah. we're gonna stand here in the village with those guys looking at us, sort of with their hands, finger and their sword hilts. Oh yeah, they're still watching us. Chances of us borrowing a wagon seem quite slim. Uh, but uh, Let's get on, sir. Well, you won't just walk, there. Yes. All right. All right. You win this one, Butler. You win this one. Leaving the Vistani village behind, you make your way up the dirt, uh, up a dirt road south. This pathway is flanked by two rather large, steep and dusty hills, which are dotted sparsely with languid trees. It's like the land south of the Vistani encampment is giving up. 
You walk on and up the pathway winding skyward further, the path gradually turning from grass to dirt, then to rock as you march further on. All the while, the castle is in view, drawing ever closer. As you approach the looming black structure on its hill, the trees you see progressively become less leafy and more dotted with ravens. These large black birds stand still on their perches and are as silent as a shadow, but turn their heads to watch you as you walk along the stony ground toward the massive fortress which is now so close you can literally smell it. The air smells thick and heavy of must here, like a stuffy room with no oxygen, except of course you're outside. A peculiar feeling, it's cold and some breezes whip past your uncovered necks from time to time, but there's this pervasive thick atmosphere making it hard to breathe, like a fog that isn't there. It's an alien feeling, unsettling and bizarre, and made worse by the ebony birds staring down upon you with their red eyes. Well that ain't eerie is it, them birds watching us? Um, is this the reason for the name Ravenloft? Oh, you might be onto something now, I've never even made that connection. Yeah, Daniel, is that why it's called Ravenloft, because there would be ravens about? Well, um... Look, I was going to make a sarcastic comment there, but you, you just make it too easy, man. You just... You, sometimes, Grimald, you are so dumb. Look, look, just because I go about things in a different way doesn't make me dumb. Yes. Yes, quite, quite right. Thanks, partner. But, um, quite eerie. I no, I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit scared. Don't like how they keep staring at us. No, my bravado normally comes across as me being really brave, but this place... Gives me the willies. The what? The the willies. Oh, sorry. Okay. You know, like the EBGBs. Yes, yes, I understand, sir. Yeah. You guys fancy a joke? Yes. Maybe that'll cut through the atmosphere That'd in this be place. Nice. As long the as ravens. it's not like your normal line of joke. No, anything you do what? at this point. Okay, uh, you know what the number one cause of paedophilia is? Oh, oh God. Go on. Sexy kids. I'm oh, right, that's it. I'm slapping him with my with my dead arm using my tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> that is poor, poor taste. What the hell, man? That's a classy joke. I've told that one all across the Barglands. The skeletons seem to like it. Yeah, I bet they do. Look, when I get you out of here, we'll have a little chat about your... Uh... Demeanour. Yeah, demeanour and etiquette when it comes to jokes. All right, all right, all right. You drop the joke like Shut that. up, shut up. I'll tell a clean one. Go on. Knock, knock. Who there? A big old paedophile. Daniel! <sighs> Daniel! Sometimes I think you do it just to wind us up. Me? Yeah, you. Never. Bony boy. I love you, really. I love you. Sir Daniel. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But but can I not be Sir Butler? Yeah, but look, if you become a knight, you can't be a butler. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Okay, lord me. And then what happens? And yeah, then you'll be on the same... No. Same no one can ever No one can ever be at the same level as... You can't have a butler be a lord. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Daniel. You are being stupid, butler. Look, can I just have like some kind? I'll of... give you a title if yes. you like. Yes, please. All right. What about daring? Daring butler, Captain uh, Asshole. Uh, Stop it, Daniel. Let's build him up. Look, look, Daniel, let's just build him up a little bit, mate. Daring butler. Daring. This isn't a title. You'll be daring butler from now on. After continuing through the musty, craggy road, the startling, awesome presence of Ravenloft itself towers over you. You come to a stop just in front of twin guardhouses of turreted stone broken from years of use and exposure. Beyond these, a 50-foot wide precipice gapes between the stony land you stand on and the walls of Ravenloft. 
a chasm of dizzying depth that disappears into the fog-shrouded distance far below. A lowered drawbridge of old wood beams hangs precariously between you and an arched entrance to the courtyard. The chains of the drawbridge creak in the wind, their rust-eaten iron straining with the weight. From atop the high, strong walls, stone gargoyles seem to stare at you from their hollow sockets and grin hideously. A rotting wooden portcullis green with growth hangs in the entry tunnel. Beyond this, the main doors of Castle Ravenloft stand closed. I don't like the look of that bridge. <clears throat> Luckily, I don't have to walk across it. Well, you have to be brought across it. Ah. Yeah. Ah, that. Got you there. Ooh, no, I don't. Because this time, I ain't coming with you. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Oh, you got to stay there. Yes. Why? Because every time we go on one of these adventures, you're swinging me around, you're hitting me into stuff. Yeah? And it just so happens that we got two new weapons with us now. Yeah, but you're my most trusted weapon. But, 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 yeah, but, talking weapon but, 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 but fists were made for punching, and we got two arms with us now, so you're going to use one of those, stick me in the ground out here, and I'll see you later. <laughs> no. No. What? Not if you're in my charge. You want to be a knight or not? No. Don't lie. Remember that helm I told you about? Nice shiny one. That did sound cool. Golden crusted helmet. I did want a golden crusted helmet all my life. Exactly. Yes. So this. Less of this, I don't want to go in there, boss, I'm scared. And I never said I was scared. Yeah, look, you got the willies. I, <laughs> no, I have not. I am not scared of anything. I'm not scared of anything or no man or no big scary, uh, um, I mean, big castle. Exactly. So if you ain't scared, then you'd be coming in, wouldn't you? There mm. we go. Good boy. Okay. I'm just, well, we, we're just going to bowl up there. Shall I go first, as always, sir? Oh, thank you very much, daring butler. What a daring thing to say. Fantastic. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, that would be great. Right you are, sir. Godspeed. I'm going to run across here as fast as I possibly can. Give me an agility roll to see if you can get across the bridge fastly. Yes! I got 19. And you do dart across the bridge incredibly fast, but as you do, nearly all of your steps are met with the drawbridge crumbling underneath you. <laughs> you leave many holes in the drawbridge as you step across deftly. Ah, I made it. <laughs> Whoa. Bits of wood fall down to the dizzying chasm below, and you see them just go down and down and down until you can't see them anymore. Grimmel's going to walk over to the edge and kind of poke Daniel through some of the holes to see how sturdy the wood is. God damn it, this, this wood, it looks like it's been eaten by a thousand wood lice, man. Really? Wait, I don't want to walk across that. Chuck me over. Do you reckon it can hold my junk? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? My weight, I mean, my weight. <laughs> right. That's what we call it from where I'm from. Right, okay. Uh, yes, I'm 100% crap confident. I know it didn't sound just then, but can you chuck me over anyway, so that I don't have to come with you? Or javelin style? Uh, give it a, a hammer throw style. Hammer throw style. Yeah. Consider it done. Butler! Yes, sir? I'm gonna launch Daniel. Be ready with your tentacle arms. Right you are, sir. Get him out. Get him out ready. Right, you ready for him? Right you are, I'm sir. gonna spin round, and then on three, which you won't hear, because I'll be counting, I'm going to throw it and you catch it. Right, Daniel. Godspeed, little bone. 
Give me a missile attack roll, please, to hurl Daniel accurately. Nine. You throw Daniel, and he lands right smack centre of the middle of the bridge. Shit. Well, yeah. this, this is a good gun worse. Oh, well, at least you ain't gone down the hole. Yeah, well, you know. I'd... Butler, I thought you was going to catch him. It wasn't wasn't near close enough. I don't want to hear excuses. Yeah. Um, help? Right. Just come and get me, will you? I'm coming, I'm coming. Just wait a minute. Jesus, let me think. Right, do I want to walk across this? Nah, I don't think I do. Me levitate. All right, so 22. You once again conjure an invisible floating disc of levitation, and you stand on it. Floating across the chasm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna look like you know, like um, you know, like captains look on the edge of their boat and they just kind of like stare off the edge. I'm just gonna try and look really <laughs> stoic as I'm coming across. I scoop Daniel up on the way. Yeah, and then as you pass Daniel, you scoop him up and he's like, "There yeah, we go, sir." What? That was not very nice. Hold on, Connie. Let me just levitate over a little bit more. You levitate down, and and you're now uh, several feet above the butler, but right next to him. What was that, mate? Um. Why did you make me run across when you could have just levitated us all? I didn't make you do anything. You asked to run across. I just merely agreed. That, uh, well, no one told you to run across that rickety old death bridge. Well, you did in some words. You volunteered. Look, you got to remember people's powers. Yeah. Uh, Look, didn't he run beautifully across that bridge, though, Daniel? Well, I didn't run. No, I mean Butler. I mean Daring Butler. But why does it have to be... Why? Can we... St- can we- uh, What's that, sir, Daniel? <laughs> look, can we get used to our titles? Because if we're going to go meet Strahd, we need to look like we know what we're talking about. We do. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell him some jokes. No, oh, God, no. I got some pretty good jokes about castles and, and pedophiles. So <sighs> when you hear those, you're going to shit yourself. Right? No. Look, should we get on this platform and continue the rest of the way sitting? Oh, my, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thank you for picking me up, sir. Gwydion, stay close, you little be little mite. <laughs> little mite. You can see Gwydion's just flying around quite near you guys. He's a boy. Yes, uh, yes he is. Right, up you get, up you pop. Right, sir. That's it. We all ready? Mm-hmm. Then let's go. All right. You are currently in the courtyard of a giant castle when thick fog swirls around this darkened courtyard and with an unnatural suddenty... Sporadic flashes of lightning lance around the angry clouds overhead. Thunder begins to pound the courtyard. A light drizzle begins to fall. Ahead, chubby rain begins to slide down the thick wooden doors of the castle's main entrance. Doors in the gate towers on each side of the tunnel entrance are also shut against the rain. Howling wind rushes through the courtyard. The dark spired towers of the keep loom above in the mist. Flickering lights shine from a short round tower on the southeast side of the keep. Get wet! Must be scary, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, bloody lightning, never liked it. Came out of nowhere? Yeah, often does. This chubby rain is going to be soaked. I hate chubby rain. It's so goddamn chubby. Mm. I always said if it's chubby outside, don't bother going out. Shall we go in then? Yeah, let's go in, let's get out of this bloody rain. Oh, oh yeah, (laughs) I need to do that, don't I? As you do that, you start to levitate the platform towards the front entrance, and you're now stood by this gigantic, gigantic, looming door made of the finest wood. What a lovely door! He ain't got bad taste in castleettes. No, it reminds me of your, your mansion, sir. All right, don't bring it up. Sorry. 
<laughs> so we can stand out here getting wet or... No, 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 okay, let, 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 let me handle this one. Hello? So that brings us to the end of another episode of Ravenloft. Oh shit, they're here. Right, do a quick spell, little illusion. The ornate massive doors swing open. Fluttering torches cast dim yellow flickers of light from the entryway, 20 feet in the castle. A second set of doors suddenly swings open effortlessly and the sounds of organ music flow out. Overhead, in the entryway, four statues of dragons glare down, their eyes flickering in the torchlight. Cooey! Hello? Strad! You think he'd come to the damn entrance? Yes. And he opened the door. What an ass. We've travelled long and far to meet you. Yes. Don't leave us hanging like this. Oh well, shut that door. Butler, it's cold out here. Right you are, sir. You know, and you're now stood in the entranceway. You can see the second set of doors which opened as well in front of you, leading to some sort of great hall. Well, don't look like it's coming down, we reckon, follow the music. Yes, I suppose so, sir. I think it's coming from over there, through that great hall. You guys head forwards and through the set of double doors and cobwebs hang from dust-covered columns of this great hall, illuminated by torches fluttering in iron sconces. The dust and webs cast strange moving shadows across the faces of stone gargoyles squatting motionlessly on the rim of the domed ceiling. Cracked and faded ceiling frescoes are covered by the centuries of decay. Two doors of bronze stand closed to the east. To the north, a wide staircase climbs into the darkness. All the while, Sad and majestic organ tones float about you from a lit hallway to the south. Under any other situation, I might quite enjoy that music. It's pretty nice. It's not bad. Anyway, enough about music. Let's go meet this. Uh, let's go meet this guy. Yes, Ostrade. We're here. I understand you've been expecting us. So receive us like a normal bloody guest would. Yeah, come on, man. Start acting like a human being rather than an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hi. No, no not, not you, you idiot. Oh, going to continue uh, following the, the organ sounds. Okay, going down the hallway to the south, you come to a set of old large doors. The organ music can be heard coming from within. Found it. Yeah. Is it here, really? Well, it just seems that way. That's right, he's probably just setting up to give us a big party surprise or something. It's like being cooked as a cake, though, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Right, coming in. You burst through the door, and you enter, and you can see that this is a magnificent 40-foot square room, brilliantly lit by three massive crystal chandeliers. Pillars of stone stand against dull white marble walls, supporting the ceiling. In the centre of the room, a long, heavy table stands covered with a fine white satin cloth. The table is laden with delectable foods of every type, roasted beast basted in savoury sauce, 
roots and herbs of every taste, and sweet fruits and vegetables accompanied by big cakes. Places are set for both of you with fine delicate china and silver. At each place there is a crystal goblet filled with an amber liquid whose delicate fragrance tantalises your senses. At the centre of the far west wall between floor to ceiling length mirrors stands a massive organ. Its pipes blare out a thunderous melody that offers in its tone greatness in despair. Seated before the keys, its back towards you, a single caped figure pounds the keys in raptured ecstasy. figure suddenly stops and a deep silence falls over the dining hall. The figure slowly turns towards you. Ah good, you are here. I have been expecting you. And you see the figure stand up from the keys. He is a tall imposing man, his black hair slicked back. He has red glowing eyes that matches crimson finery. He reaches an arm out of his cloak and gesticulates as he talks. Please take as much food as you like. I will be down soon, but I regret to say I am a little busy at the moment. And you see that the image of this person flickers. He's not even really there, it's just a magic projection of the man. Oh, did you... you haven't oversalted this food, have you? You've been talking to Madame Eva. Yes. Yeah. She deserved it. Oh. And I will tell you another thing. I did not just simply salt her cake. I poisoned it, made her age beyond her years. And you know why? Because she went around all of Barovia telling her, telling them I was a shitty leader. Ah, yes. And yeah. I have a good, I have had a good trade deal going on with the Vistani for years. And she comes along and she wants to fuck with that. And so I fuck with her on that's, her birthday of all times. That's fair enough. She was a bit rude. Exactly. She had it coming, stupid. Is is this why you came to the castle? No. To to come here and tell me how to do my business? No, 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 no. Strahd, you misread us. Can't to speak to you, uh, of course. Let, 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 let me tell you a joke. Yeah, drop a joke, Daniel. <laughs> hey, uh, I was once talking to this judge after I did a crime. And he says to me, he says, uh, how does five to ten years sound? And I says, uh, sexy. Oh, cry out loud. If we're going to do castle one. Daniel. Oh, shit, yeah, I was supposed to do a joke about a castle. You Daniel. see that Strahd's face is just completely stony and expressionless as he hears this joke and he's like I don't get it I don't think you hit the target with that would one would somebody Dan. please explain the joke to no. me uh, it, 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 in a roundabout way it means butterflies so huh. you have come to my castle after weeks and weeks and weeks of travelling and yeah. you tell me the worst joke on the planet and come here and tell me how to do my business no 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 the joke was a bonus. Uh, well, do you know how to fix arms, Strahd? And when I say fix, I mean a, a fix them back on. And now you request things of me? Look, sorry. You, Please. Uh, we, uh, I have come... Uh, I have prepared the meal of a king for you. Now, we appreciate the spread. Uh, we, we can help you. We thought we can help each other. How can a mortal like you help me? Show him. Show him. Uh, mm, uh, My daring butler over here has something that you might be interested in. And hopefully... That interest uh, might help us in turn, and then also help you. Just show him the girl. Show him. Right, you are, sir. Behold! You reach into the sack and get the book of planes out, and Strad's face and Strad von Zarevich's face changes in a very minute fashion as he looks down on you, getting it out of the backpack. 
his projection looks at this and his eyebrow just raises in the slightest, slightest way and he goes, I see. Enjoy the food, gentlemen. I will come down shortly to come and uh, talk to you properly. Perfect. Well, so we could just tuck in. See you in a minute. And you see the projection just fade away. And you oh, ask gone. this question. He's, uh, he's a bit rude, isn't he? Well, hush, hush your tones. Uh, he's probably ever listening. He's oh yeah, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a uh, host. Is old Strahd, isn't he? Yeah. Look at that. Gonna have some food because I know I am. Yes, yes, sir. Ooh, I've never had so much bad feedback on my jokes. Look, don't, don't, don't let it get to you. Well, it has. You, you know. just got to understand your audience a little bit better. All right, well, I, 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 I got one about a castle if you want to know it. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, imagine living in a bouncy castle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the rent would be insanely expensive, but I would chalk that up to inflation. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> we're yeah, gonna bang the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but tell him, tell him those kind of. Yeah, I, I don't like him. I don't like. Them. That's a good one. Why couldn't you drop that on Strahd earlier? Yeah, because I don't like the clean jokes, man. It's, it's not my style. Well, anyway, let's. Uh, you guys tuck in. You eat. Your do you want to eat something? I could put something through your skull. Might make you feel better. Nah, I'm fine. You sure? Yeah, it's cool. But anyway, sorry guys. <laughs> I'm gonna tuck in. You guys start tucking into an incredible meal, and this stuff is all amazing. Um, the cake is very salty, but, <laughs> but the rest of it is actually pretty pretty nice, right? The roast beast is moist and succulent. The sauce is very meaty and thick and rich, and all of the fruits are, are the most juicy and delicious you've ever tasted in your life. And then a bone-chilling wind rises up and roars through the hall. Ugh. I was enjoying that. Suddenly, all the candles on the table go out. You hear the screech of ancient hinges and the solid thud of many heavy doors slamming shut, one after another, into the distance. You also hear the front doors bang shut and the tired groan of the aged drawbridge pulling up. Then, the vast room is dark. A wind whistles through its confines. Crystal sings in the darkness as the great chandeliers rustle in the wind. The fragrance of food wafts its way through the darkened hall. You hear a voice sing out through the darkness. Oh shit! You turn the lights out, Strahd! What, what's happened? He's enjoying me roast beast! Look, 1,000 apologies, my, my most treasured guests. Uh, th this place is usually set up to kill adventurers like you. Uh, this is a momentary uh, technical difficulty. Um, we will have all of this fixed in uh, a mere minute. Oh, what? To kill us? How do I turn this thing off? These traps are going off by accident. It's fine. Let's just continue, Am. Well, we got eight in the dark, Strahd. Ah, he's gone again. Where's that cake gone? You hear the sound of stone moving. Then there's an odd, monstrous noise in the darkness. It's difficult to make out where it's coming from. What's that? I don't know. What's that? Is that you, bud? No. 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 Daniel? Daniel. The hell is that? What are you? Ow! Why do you say ow? Who said ow? Something bit me. What? What? Ow! Stop that. What? Is that Gwydion? Gwydion. Sir? No, I don't think it's Gwydion. What the fuck? Ow! Stop that! Get off! I'm gonna just start punching the air. Punch wildly in the darkness. You you feel the what what is quite obviously the sensation of punching a giant cake. I hit something. Ah, good, good well done. Hit hit in the direction of me. Something's biting my head. Oh, I'm on it. Here, I'll have this. Ow! Oh, sorry, punch Daniel. Me, you idiot. <laughs> sorry, Daniel. What to the left a little bit or to the right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know now. I'm miles away from where I was. Oh shit! I knocked you flying. 
Alright, Daniel, just just repeat your name until I can find you. Daniel. That's it, keep going. I'm Daniel. coming. I'm gonna try and find him in the dark. Grimald, you as you walk about in the dark, banging into furniture and all sorts of stuff, you feel something bite you. <laughs> and you take two damage Ooh. as something tears into your neck. Daniel! Daniel! D- no, Dan, you just bit me! No, that wasn't me. You, what? I'm on the floor. Uh, who just bit me then? And then you hear a groaning next to your ear. <laughs> okay, everyone roll initiative. <laughs> Butler, you are up first. You can hear the sounds of your companions being attacked in the darkness. It just bit me. Right, I'm coming. I'm coming, sir. I want to try and walk towards their voices, um, but as I'm doing so, I want to start flailing my weapon arms with my tentacle arms. Give me an intelligence roll to try and navigate towards their voices. Zero! You, you get up out of your chair, turn around and smash into the organ. <laughs> a bunch of random tones sing out from the organ, making a hideous, very short song. So. Now's not the time! Sorry! That was awful. That's hideous. <laughs> what a shitty song. You're supposed to be saving us, not playing a ditty. And then, Butler, you you feel a bite on, the, on your back. <laughs> you take three damage. Uh, what is this biting? Been bit in the dark. I wouldn't one... say it was like my first wife, but I've never had a wife. Grimald, you are up next. I'm going to lunge forward with Abathon, my d- uh, demonic dagger, and to hopefully uh, connect with uh, said Biter of the Dark. Uh, that's 13. 10 damage. You lunge out in the darkness. You feel your knife plunge into something fleshy, and something in the darkness cries out and then slumps to the floor. Have that. Sounds, did, sounds like you've done something good. Got did, him. Did you do something? Yeah, Daniel. I got him. Daniel. All right, yeah, I'm co- I forgot about him. I'm coming. <laughs> Keep going. Next up is going to be the butler. I'm also going to try the same thing and flail my weapon arms with my tentacle arms. Alright, give me a melee attack roll. I've got a three and a seven. Both of your attacks just miss wildly in the dark. You're just hitting absolutely nothing as your tentacle arms use your old arms as bats flailing them around in the darkness. <laughs> Did I win? I don't think so. Doesn't sound like it. No. no. Uh, and then you hear a monstrous noise in the darkness. <clears throat> still going. Still there then. Still going. Da- Daniel. Yeah, I'm coming. And then Butler, you feel... Oh, dear. <laughs> and then the enemy scores a crit on Butler. And and you feel this thing scratch you in the face. <laughs> it's incredibly hard. And it's got these crazy claws. And it seems to scratch right across your face. Going straight through your eyes and lips. And it does six damage. There's another one. There's two of them again. No, that was me. What? I got my face. What about your face? My beautiful face. <laughs> well, don't start going on about it now. I know it's nice, but what's the matter with it? I've been scratched on the face. It hurt very much, and I can feel the blood dripping. Bloody belly acre. Grimald, it is your turn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and pick Daniel up. Uh, give me an intelligence roll to see if you can find him in the dark. Sure. Nine. You walk around in the darkness for some time, and you pick up something that feels vaguely like the piece of wood that Daniel is attached to. Got ya. What? No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. What the hell are you holding? Uh, what? What am I holding? I'm going to put my other hand onto it and see if I can figure out what it is in the dark. You realise that you've picked up a wooden spoon. Never mind! I've got to try and ignite the wooden spoon. <laughs> or use it as a torch. Yes! Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, like grasp the wooden spoon with both hands and just go, mm, flaming hands. 
on it. <laughs> so it's a 26. You go to try and light this wooden spoon on fire as a rudimentary torch, and you, you blast into the darkness. Setting not only this creature on fire, at this point it's the first time that you realise that this is a zombie. But you also blast the butler, and you also blast Daniel who's on the floor. You reduce Daniel to ash. His skull form is destroyed on the floor. His final words were his own name. Wait, how much damage did you do? Twelve. Then, you see that the butler, it slumps to the floor, completely inflamed and dying, his skin melting away from his face. No! What have I done? Why? Grim. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Strahd? Strahd? Kid? Show yourself! The fire is starting to dissipate on the butler's desiccated corpse. You can see that his, his, uh, you can see that his lungs are sort of gasping for one final breath of air. Butler, butler, are you alright? I didn't mean to burn ya. I've never done such good flaming hands before. I was just trying to ignite the spoon in my hand. I'm sorry. I think I remember my name. Yeah? It's... What is it? And then you see the life fade away from the butler's eyes. No! He's nothing but a sort of charred, mangled looking corpse on the floor. No! You've killed him. No! What have I done? No, I didn't do this. No, I didn't do this. Strahd did this. Strahd! Get out of here now! You hear Strahd's voice once again projected into the room. Well, that didn't go quite as well as you planned, hey? Hey, listen. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties. Look, you just made me burn my bestest friends. Hey, listen, now we got two meats on the on the, the, on the here. Not know? funny. Oh, sorry. Too soon? Way too soon. What is the usual um, statue of limitations on, on joking about the friend's death? No, I, I, no, I don't know. I don't, I've never killed a friend before. Well, not intentionally. What? Yeah, you heard me. And I burnt my stick as well. Oh, come on, I do it once a week. Something to be proud of, Shrod. Burn and stick, kill a friend. You know, friends, they are like castles. When one dies, you get a new one. Oh, yeah? Strahd's voice continues to ring throughout the chamber. You see, Castle Ravenloft. I used to live in another castle. And when that one was, was you know, I outgrew it. I came here, I sacked Barovia, and I, I got this one. Okay. So now Butler is dead, what do you do? Get a new one. Exactly. Can you get him a new, can you, can you make, make a new one of Butler come back? Nope. What? And then his voice stops being projected into the chamber. Strahd? Oh, he's done it again. This has not gone to my plan at all. Daniel? Oh. Fuck. You can see that... Although the butler is horribly burned and um, is slowly sort of being blown away, um, the big pile of ash as the wind continues to sort of blow through the eatery chamber, the Book of Plains lies where he once was. Of course, the Book of Plains is made of polished bronze, and so you can see that still on the floor. Daniel, however, is ash. The zombies are ash, although those weren't your friends. So 
there you stand in this room. The the dinner's ruined as well because you punched a lot of it, and um, uh, the zombies have made a mess of that too. So it's it really is horrible in there. Just how it used to be, Grimmy. Just how it used to be. Alone. Right, I'll pick the book up. Oh, wait a minute, I'm not Gwydion. Don't tell me I burnt you to a nugget. Looking on the floor next to the butler, you see a smaller pile of dark purple ash. No, no. What have I done? What have I done? Give me a madness check. 19. For a moment there, you feel as if as if so, uh, you feel as if your brain is going to melt. <laughs> but you're absolutely fine. You managed to stave off the madness. Get through this, Grim. Get through this. Get through this. Right, think. Think. You may have hideously torched your friends and family, but you're still breathing. You've still got a score to settle with this stride. Right. Let's do this. You head back out into the Great Hall. You can see that, of, uh, other than the door to the south that you just came out of, there's two bronze doors, heavy bronze doors to the east, and a massive staircase to the north. I'm gonna go up the staircase. Heading up the stairs, you see that they rise to a landing 20 feet by 40 feet long. Stone arches support a ceiling covered with frescoes 20 feet overhead. The frescoes' faded lines depict the hill atop which Ravenloft stands, being taken by armoured forces on horseback. The faces of the characters in the fresco are scratched beyond recognition. Dust floats in the air here, making it difficult to see details. There is a staircase on each side of the 20 foot wide south wall. There are two alcoves between the staircases. Light filtering through the dust shows two suits of armour covered with dark stains. One standing in each alcove. Each suit of armour holds a mace designed like a curved dragon head. Engraved words on the arches above the alcoves are scratched out. Well this don't look too dangerous. Uh, wow, wish I had some advisors. And then you hear Strahd's voice get projected into the room where you stand once again. Uh, yes, uh, this is a uh, complimentary mace for every uh, guest who's, who likes to stay here. So uh, just take it. Just take a mace. Yes, just uh, the, all you do is uh, walk up, take a mace. Well, anyone I want. Yeah, just walk up to the statue. Okay. You walk up to the statue. And give me a reflex save, please. Oh, God. <laughs> Ten. You take four damage as the statue suddenly animates and smashes you on the head, oh. then returns to its original position. And compliment, was it Qu complimentary wallop? Uh, I don't, oh, technical difficulties again. No, not this again. I don't know why that happened. You made me kill my friends. I did not. You did? I did not. Now you got pay. I did not. Yeah, you did. No. You made everything go dark. You set zombies on me. I got scared. How? What? You you are suggesting that I have a secret chamber off in the dining hall which I house zombies in in case for when you come to dinner and then when you come to dinner I turn the lights off and then I set the zombies out and then I try to get them to kill you in order to weaken you to steal your things? Precisely. No. I did not. I don't believe you, Strahd. I don't. Where are you? Why don't you come down here and talk to me in person? Why are you projecting yourself? Maybe the other mace will be, you can take that one. It will not attack. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I'm going to try and pull this armour and topple it over. Yes, try that. That will be good. Maybe I won't. 
Yeah, do not. It will be bad. Why is this mind game, Strad? So Grimmel's going to try and leg it past the um, suits of armor without being hit. With a bit of luck. I've had enough of your games. I'm bypassing it. Oh yeah, can I burn two luck on that one, please? Give me a agility roll and uh, yeah, add uh, and add the two luck. Uh, Eighteen. You skirt round the statues and you notice that they don't do anything as you go up the stairs. Um, it appears that they only activate when you stand in front of them. Uh, very good, Strad. And you go and you head up further still for quite some time. The dusty, winding, uneven stone stairs finally end at a door. The sound of howling wind and rain can be heard from the other side. Well, onwards and upwards. Gonna go through. Pushing open the door, the wind resisting against you, it opens onto a stone walkway or bridge whose railings can barely be considered to be railings. They're mostly broken, rusted, or both, and the wind and rain lash at them mercilessly. Where are you? Make me murder my butler and my friend and my son. And now you won't even talk to me. Get out of here. I've got what you need. I've got your book. Give me a personality roll. Eight. There, there is no response. Okay, I'm going to continue walking across the bridge. Stepping out, you can see that the walkway overlooks a new portion of the castle courtyards which you have not seen before, nearly 300 feet below. And down the hill, overlooked by the castle far in the distance, you see some kind of large township. Some of the windows are illuminated in the darkness by torch or candlelight. The walkway on which you now stand, however, leads to a spire which juts out of another portion of the castle and the walkway reaches across a gap 150 feet in length. You stand at the very entrance, the wind and the rain pelting you incessantly as you regard this shabby bridge. As you step out onto the walkway, the door slams behind you. Uh, shit. Well, better carry on then. Now I've got to continue. Got nothing left to lose. As you continue across the bridge, I'd like you to give me a uh, agility roll to see how far you can make it. Mm-hmm. Oh, two. You get about halfway across. The wind has made this bridge extremely slippery, and then suddenly you lose your footing and start plummeting towards the courtyard below. Yeah. And so as I'm plummeting through the air, I remember that I'm a wizard, and I'm going to try and cast levitate below me to try and uh, create a platform. Oh, levitate! That's a 23. You begin to plummet towards the ground and then summon an invisible floating disc yet again beneath you and land on it just a few feet below the bridge. Oof! Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. Nearly. The rain is starting to pelt on top of the invisible disc as well, making that a little bit slippery, but you're now stood on top of it. Cool, I'm going to try and hold on to my disc and then concentrate really hard to uh, manoeuvre it and try and get it over to the other side of the bridge. As you start to do this, there's a flash of lightning one that is extremely close. Afterward, your eyes adjust for a second to the darkness, and there, atop the spire, as if from nowhere, on the spire opposite are two winged beasts, hulking, muscular, stony monstrosities, both wielding pole axes the length of two men. They cling to their weapons with one hand and to the spire with the other, using their razor talons to hold on for purchase. They roar angrily. <laughs> revealing huge barbs of teeth. I could do that now. Roll for initiative. Grimald is going to be first. Look like you've got something in your eyes, boys. Colour spray. So you, you, you blast the colour spray at one of these gargoyle-type creatures and get it right in the eyes. 
it's been completely blown, and you see that it falls off the spire, grasping at his eyes, <laughs> plummeting towards the ground. There's <laughs> plenty more that came from, I hope. Next up, the other gargoyle starts flying towards you and makes makes a move to attack, swinging its gigantic poleaxe towards you. This thing swoops overhead as it misses. <laughs> And then it hits into the bridge, smashing it and, and taking out a huge middle section which falls down and smashes into the ground below. Whoa, that was close. Next up is going to be your turn, Grim. I'm going to try and jump with all my might and um, like do a, a, an upwards dragon punch, but holding the dagger and hopefully try and stab him in the gullet. Give me a melee attack roll. 19. Oh, that's a hit. Eight. Eight damage. Probably. You managed to stab into this thing's stony body and... Once your demonic dagger pierces through the stone, you realise that there are guts underneath and it starts bleeding and screeching madly like you've really, really hurt it. Its wings start flapping around like crazy and it too crashes into the bridge taking huge chunks of stone out with it and falls down to the courtyard below. It's an incredible hit taking this thing out in one. I'm just going to hold my um, dagger aloft, blood pouring down my face in the rain and lightning and just be like... And just let out an almighty primal scream. Then, there's a as you do so, there's a flash of lightning. Another one. And suddenly, on the spire where you once saw the gargoyles, Strahd stands. There you are, Strahd! Yes. I see you have got past my uh, my gargoyles. Easy. You see, they were supposed to um, actually give you a hug. They were programmed... Pro okay, fuck it. I'm not doing this shit anymore. I'm sick of your lies. I'm sick of your lies. What? I don't know. You didn't even get a no, yeah, man. Sorry, it was... No, it was... Uh, look. Oh, shut up. Prepare to die. You prepare to die. No, you prepare to no, die. No, you prepare to die. I got the dagger. I got the... Uh, you don't even know what I got going on. I don't want to know. Yeah, but I don't want to know about you. Come over here and you, say that. You come over here so I can bite you. What? Why would you do that? I'm a vampire. You what? I said I'm a vampire. Ow. Sorry, it's the rain and the wind. Yeah. Well, well come closer so I can hear what you're saying. You come here to this wet... Slippery Spire. No, I think I'll stay on my magical platform if it's all the same to you, Strahd. Well, come here so I can hear you better. I I've got to come a little bit closer. Come within melee range. <laughs> Something tells me that you might try and melee attack me if I do. What if I promise you I won't? Look, if you hurt me, you lose the book. What? No. Yep. I don't want the book. What do I want with the stupid book? You don't want the book, no? And I hold it over the edge. Wait, no. I mean... Just as I thought. No, but I would like to glance at it just once. Look, can we just talk about this? I've got what you need, and you might have what I need. Mm. 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 Look, I have, a, I have a, 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 a friend who deals in bronze books, and I think that it would be a shame if he were to... to not have... Such a book. Look, don't play coy with me, Strahd. I know you want the book to leave, and that's why I wanted the book as well. Right, keep your voice down, idiot. Well, all There right. are people listening. Okay. I'm going to come closer. I'm going to trust you. 
within melee range? No, I'm going to stay just outside melee range so we can talk about this under hushed tones. I'm going to try and move my platform just ever so slightly closer. Yeah, you move, you move ever so slightly closer so you can speak quietly, but you're just outside of his um, of his arm's length. Perfect. And you see him kind of test it by reaching one of his arms out, and he's like, "Damn it, get him, get him talons away from me, Strad." Oh, shut up. Look, listen, I want to be real with you. I was trying to escape this land to go back with my butler and my companions, so I could live happily ever after, with surrounded by volivants and wine. But you've taken that all away from me now. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing. You zombies. I did not take it. You were the one that blasted your friends with unholy fire, turning them into ash. I understand that, and I will take that responsibility. Look, I'm going to level with you, Grimald. Yeah. I... I am the, the most powerful vampire that ever lived. I could kill you just by breathing in your direction. You really think that you could... You you could win me? You cannot win me. Why? So, there is no use bargaining with me. I could kill you just by thinking about killing you. So, just hand over the book, leave, and go to the other places in... Ra- I, I, I set up all these traps to kill you because I like to mess with people, okay? It is what I like to do. I've been watching you this whole time, coming through Ravenloft, doing stupid things, getting fucked up by wolves, uh, hitting the body of a skeleton, uh, making a girl's head explode, all of this stuff. Yeah? And my plan was to watch you, and when you died, I would just pick up the book. Yeah, I didn't die, did I? I didn't expect you to make it here, no. Well, Grimald! It's annoying, it's like a fly. No, I'm more than a fly, buddy. Look, listen. I... I've got nothing to live for anymore. Everything I ever cared about has been destroyed by my own hand. Take the book. Be on your way, but I ask you just one thing. Can you bring my friends back? You want me to bring your friends back? Yes. You do understand that there are some uh, complications when I bring a friend back. I don't care anymore. You know what? This is disappointing. I really thought we were going to fight each other. I I wanted to kill you, man. Well, I would have tried to kill you as well if you wouldn't have taken me home, but as I said before, it's all pointless now. So you're going to give me the book and all you want is this measly resurrection spell? Well, yeah, well, yeah, but no. Well, you... I, my resurrection spells have a certain flavour to them, my friend. Can I have your castle? You're not going to be needing it anymore. Fine. He's nice. Yeah. I'll get used to it, eh? Sure. Alright. Well, this this is worked out kind of okay, but I don't get to kill anyone. No, don't kill anyone. anymore. You know what I'm going to do, Grimald? Yeah. As you sort of hand over the book, mm-hmm. he takes it off you and he goes, You know what I'm going to do? Before you came here, there was a uh, there was a little thing that happened. You see, I love this woman. She was called Tatiana. And every day, every day, I have to see her fling herself from the castle of Ravenloft because I loved her and she loved my brother instead of me oh exactly and so I did the, any, the same thing any reasonable man would do and I killed my brother so that she would have to go with me yeah how'd that work out for you well she killed herself by flinging herself off my castle well, I can't help surprise Strahd and now every day this vision repeats itself trying to send me mad Oh, that sounds wicked and horrible. Exactly. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this book, 
I'm going to kill all women. What? Well, they're evil, aren't they? No. They do. They do bad things. I know not what it is to be touched by a woman, as it has never happened to me. Okay, maybe not all women, but maybe the pretty ones. Okay. Look, this is a bit of a twisted outlook, Strad. So I'm going to go back to my old realm and exact a big revenge. Thank you, Grim, for giving me this chance. Anyway, I will resurrect your friends, and I will go. Have the castle. Be the new Dark Lord. Do what you want. I don't give a fuck. I'm off. What about the food? Uh, all yours. It was shit anyway. You see the amount of salt I put in the cake? <laughs> Wait by the organ, and my your friends will be back soon. The Strahd, I don't know how to play. Goodbye, friend. But one more... Oh. And you see him uh, turn into a bat and fly towards the interior, in the interior of the castle as you stand there in the rain on your invisible floating disc. cut to 45 years later. Grimald, you, you're sitting in the dining room where once you were attacked by zombies. You're having a lavish meal. You're 45 years older, which in Hobbit years would make you roughly middle-aged, um, considering you're nearly 150 at this point. <laughs> but now, you sit there eating this lavish meal which, which, been, which has been prepared for you by your butler, who walks in serving you a jar of wine. Concentrate. Here's a zombie. He's been resurrected from ash by Strahd and he is he's just a shambling corpse-like being now. White, pale and his face all gaunt looking like some skin that's been draped over a bunch of bones. Yeah. Oh, just stop spilling it. Next to you, in one chair over, is your old friend sitting in a knight's uniform, and it is, of course, Daniel. Except for the first time, you know, you guys are seeing him with his with his skin, and what what he looked like before he became a skeleton. But he too is, of course, a zombie because he was resurrected from ash. You look chirpy this morning, Daniel. Spring in your step. He mashes bits of cake into his face clumsily like a zombie would. boy, oi, lay a joke with us. Oh. Ain't heard one in a while. Actually, wait, let me get the boy. Gwydion! You see the Gwydion smashes through, through into the room. He is a gigantic 45-year-old demon now, but also one of these zombie-like creatures. Oh, morning, sleepyhead. Someone get on up the wrong side of the bed again. Just sit down. You don't have to get dressed yet. I'm not angry. He sits down at the table, um, de almost destroying the chair he sits on. Well, now we're all together. Daniel's going to lay one of his uh, well-renowned jokes on us. Go on, Dan. Cheer us all up. Who's there? <laughs> I find them quite funny now. They do. They do get. You do get used to them. You're good at it. <laughs> you like that, Gwydion? That's it. Big old happy family. And there you sit, surrounded by hideous demonic creatures, and sort of, I guess, putting a brave face on it, eating this lavish meal, 
the new lord at Castle Ravenloft. All's well that ends well. And that right, fellas? That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Fucked it all up. Let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, it's good. It was, I think at the end was pretty fun. How you managed to just talk to Strahd in the end. Come here within melee range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I can't believe I killed all my friends. Oh, oh that was tragic. Oh, well, I mean, I've if never it felt so sick. Well, it's the way I was picturing it. It's like the, the way that you were angled as well because the, you were about to try and attack the dude, the zombie. Yeah, and, and then you were, like, you were trying to get to Daniel. So was I. Oh god, it was awful. And all I pictured was I just had this wooden spoon in my hand, and I just thought, like, you know, make a torch out of it, see yeah. what I'm doing. We've like, only got like one more candle. hit left on this zombie. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's like a pulse wave of flame just erupts through the whole room, obliterated. Oh. Mate, that was a, such a high roll as a crit. Yes. Yeah, and the thing uh. is, is that, is that, yeah, that's just that's the thing. That's the nature of the unpredictability of magic. Yeah. You'd think, like, by now, you would learn to face away from anything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because remember that. I was in the dark, though. I didn't know. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, you're in the dark. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, because you know. remember, like earlier on in this very series, that you 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 um uh, munted off a tent, didn't you? Yeah, trying to try to make light the fire. I tell you oh, what, if if God. this wasn't going to be the final episode, it would be. So happy, <laughs> happy ending. <laughs> Yeah, happy ending? Well, no. Miserable, nah. weird, fucked up ending. Yeah. So plans for the future of um, our actual place. Oh. We've got something fucking cool in store for you at the moment. This this is not final and we may change it, but we are going to move on to play some Cyber Sprawl Classics. Yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah, we're going to go into the future, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, Grimald is being sacked off for the minute. We're going to leave him there. Leave him there, yeah, he's alright. We may return to him in the future, and we may play a uh, campaign involving um, kind of him as a Dark Lord. Um, we're <laughs> thinking maybe something like Planescape, because he's yeah. now re- re- um, got, got like godly status. Yeah. Um, so we're thinking something like that. But uh, anyway, moving on, we're going to go to uh, play some Cyber Sprawl classics. Um, I'm not going to spoil uh, the actual plot or, or the the what it's going to be about. But um, this is going to be a cyberpunk techno futuristic um, type of setting, and it's going to be all uh, using pretty much the same system. So, yep. oh yeah, it's going to be bloody fantastic. Same system, different flavor. Yes. Um, and there is something else I wanted to uh, quickly shout out on the podcast because it is a new DCC Kickstarter that just came out. Oh, yes. Um, by a very good friend of mine, um, Sean Richer, who is actually one of our patrons, and he's a very, very fucking good writer. Mm-hmm. Terror of the Stratus Fiend, speaking of futuristic weird shit, um, is a DCC RPG zine, and I want everyone to go and check, check this out. It's a new tentacle and sorcery zine for the DCC RPG. 
um, yeah so go and, go and check that out it looks it's amazing cheap yeah. and cheerful amazing artwork yeah it really the, the artwork's off the hook I did a bit of proofreading on this actually yeah um, yeah and, and my god you yeah. wouldn't believe there's some really cool things in it one of the things I really like is you can now roll to do weapon mods so Ooh. I might be using this in our Cybersprawl Classics Ooh, campaign that sounds good perfect that's yeah. amazing and there's one there's one thing in there that was a piece of armour I'm sure I'm I'm not sure I'm actually allowed to say any of this but anyway there's a piece of armour that's that's living and once the armor's oh. taken enough hits, it buggers off and just runs away. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Nope, yeah. the fuck out. It's so yeah. cool. But yeah, so that's that's the plans for the future of the series. We're probably going to take a break for one episode, mm-hmm. and then we're going to come back to it. So that's what yeah. we're going to do. Bit of a longer break. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's all it is. And uh, yeah, we I've absolutely loved doing the Raven Lords. Oh man, ain't that been fun? It's been great. It's been so good. I, I obviously I've played. Grim from from for both, so it's um, you know it's, it's it's been the same kind of feel for me. But I I, I don't know. I, I I think the butler. I think I like the butler more than Minoc. I'll tell you what. Uh, Absolutely rec- loved him. Recently, a few people on a, on one of our yeah, he's getting some chat love, forums. Yeah, had a lot of love for the butler yeah. and Grim, but for the butler. So the sorry butler. guys, but he's dead. He's not dead. He's undead. Well, he's in. He's undead. He's well, good. Yeah. Well, imagine playing that that version of the butler. I'd say that the character is effectively not. He's, no. Yeah. He's, he's, he's unplayable. I killed he's, him. He's unpl- literally he's, unplayable. I'm a, yeah. I am a he's murderer. NPC. I am That's a, I am yeah. a murderer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well done, Nick. You Thanks. Fucking idiot. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, if you'd like to send in your hate mail, <laughs> yeah, you can I don't miss so. intentions. In yes. the links. Yeah. 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 Pod. We'll put all of our contact details in the. Uh, in the info down below but uh, of course you can find us on Facebook me we Twitter all at 3T RPG podcast yes so, so search all that stuff up and if you like this please search for us on Patreon and donate there because we work very hard on this series and uh, don't don't usually say that but yeah we, we put a lot of effort into this and put, uh, tried our absolute fucking best to put out something of quality for you guys and we'll continue to do that with our next series mm-hmm. so yeah uh, love you bye. bye bye thanks for the ride a little bit sick right now. This portal shit. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I did it. I'm coming home. Aha. See you later, bitches.